Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God and talk about it and allow it to change our life and we pray over it because the Word of God is rich, it's powerful, it's life-transforming. So, where are we today? Today's election day here in America, an important day. Our country's in trouble, folks. Our country's in trouble. We're going to see why in just a minute. But I'd like us to start as we think about election day and remember how it's all going to end. And that's found in Philippians chapter 2. And we read here that Jesus Christ, after God, after he had offered himself as a sacrifice for our sins, laid down his life for us, we read this, for this reason, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him, Jesus, the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's important to keep this in mind. We live in a corrupt world, do we not? And in a corrupt world, there's often corruption. And there's things that bother us. There's things that irritate us. Sometimes we win. Sometimes we lose. Sometimes it seems like the righteous get ahead. Sometimes it seems like the ungodly get ahead. And, and we go back and forth on this. And the anchor to our soul, and brothers and sisters, I want to remind you, the anchor to our soul is the end game. In an athletic game, in a sports game, in a football game, sometimes your team is behind, sometimes your team is ahead. What matters is the score at the end of the game. That's what everybody remembers, and that's the one that counts. And the score at the end of the game for us is going to be every knee is bowing to Jesus Christ, every tongue's confessing that he's Lord, everyone, the billionaires who disagree, the rich, the powerful, the oppressors, the negative, the ungodly, the wicked, they're going to bow. We bow now. We, grace, we are grateful and glad to honor Jesus Christ, to confess him as Lord, not only a Lord, as Lord, but as Lord of lords and King of kings. He is the Lord above all lords. He is the president above all presidents. He's the senator above all senators. Indeed, we read all authority has been given to him in heaven and on earth, and we pray that all people on earth, no matter what their position, will bow and, and honor the authority of Jesus Christ. In our country, we have the privilege of being, to, being able to run for office or elect our own representatives, and if possible, we want to elect those who would honor God, fear God, seek to rule in the ways that would honor and please God, and that would um, reflect the values given to us in a free and prosperous nation. Well, you know, in Scripture, in Psalm 115, we have an interesting verse. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And God does establish nations. There's a lot of people who are in our world today are globalist, and they think that everything should be just one world. Well, in Genesis 11, God established nations. He didn't want the world to all be one while we're in rebellion. The world will come together as one under the lordship of Christ. But if we come together as one under any other, any other ruler, shall we say, any other system than the lordship of Jesus Christ, it'll be corrupt. 
That's why he divided the nations, divided the peoples into the nations found in Genesis 11 from the Tower of Babel when he he, uh, scattered the people. But then he, God has had different nations, and we read in Scripture, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. If God is the Lord of a nation, now these, this one I'm about to read you is from Deuteronomy 28, and these are the blessings and curses that God said to Israel. But I believe that principally these would apply to any nation, any nation where the people honor God versus don't honor God, where the people would respect God versus not respect God, fear God versus not fear God. And there are a list of curses and blessings found there. I just want to run through a few of them. The the people, the nation, when the leaders of a nation and the people of a nation honor God, we can expect blessings of strong families. God would bless the children of the godly. God would bless our offspring. We can expect health, and God promises that health, that promises health to us and, and to their crops and to their their animals, to their families. We can expect prosperity. He says you will lend and not borrow. You'll be on top and not underneath. We can expect security, and we can expect uh, security from our enemies. We can live in peace. We can live safely. And the greatest blessing of all, we would be following the true God and have the true God as our Lord. But he also warned of different curses. And what would the curses be? Instead of strong families, it says our families would be scattered. Our families would be divided. Children would would turn against their parents. Spouses would divorce one another. We'd be scattered throughout the land. Instead of health, we'd have diseases. New diseases would come upon us. New pestilence would come upon us. And and there'd be sickness in the land. Instead of prosperity, there'd be poverty. Specifically, he says, you'll need to borrow, and you won't be lending. And indeed, Borrowing is a, is, a, is a sign of, it's not necessarily a sin, but it's a sign of you're not prospering the way God would want. And if a nation's borrowing, a sign of a curse from God, that there'd be violence. There'd be violence rather than security, and there'd even be overrun by others. That, that instead of peace and security, we'd be overrun and invaded. And that would, of course, is the last curse that, that you'd hate to have is actually invaded by an enemy, and your country would be overrun by others. And other than perhaps the worst of all curses is you'd serve other gods. You'd be a land of, of idol worship, an, a land that does not know God and, and, the, and the kindness and the goodness of and the security of living with God. You know, as I look at this list, a lot of people think America's a strong country, and I think America's in trouble. And I think that we need a revival in our land, but also, you know, we need leaders who will lead us. We need leaders in the realm of government. We need leaders in education. We need leaders in the corporate world. We need leaders in, in uh, the world of entertainment, arts and entertainment. We need leaders in, in the field of media. We need leaders in the church, leaders who will lead us to God, leaders who will fear God, leaders who will set a standard, who will raise a standard, who will uh, return a sense of the respect and honor of the Lord God Almighty in our land. Is that not what we need? Well, we need all this. Today's a day when we can make our voice heard about our elected officials. What a privilege that we can vote. What a privilege that we hope our elections will will have integrity to them. 
Many countries don't have this privilege. Many people don't have this privilege. We do. So we're going to pray today, and then I hope that you'll get out and vote, and you'll vote for people who would honor God, fear God. There's a sharp distinction between the two parties today. There really is. One party, their whole big thing is, uh, you know, vote for us and we'll let you abort your kids. That's their. That's what they're running on. The other saying, we're going to, you know, work on gas prices and inflation and, and security and stop crime. There are really two different visions for what they're offering. I hope you make the right choice. Father in heaven, we come to you today and we pray for our nation. We pray there would be repentance in the land. We pray it would start with the people of God. We think of how you said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and answer their prayers and heal their land. Father, our land needs healing. Our families need healing. Our economy is in trouble. Lord, our, our, our borders are, are not secure. Our, our security is weak. Lord, our, all of these areas, we pray for your peace and your healing to come. And most of all, Lord, we know that the greatest blessing of all is to be in right relationship with God. And so we pray for our revival in the land. And we know, Lord, that those who opt for another God, who serve a God who doesn't, who's not alive, he can't see or hear or can't hear a prayer, can't answer a prayer. Lord, there's an emptiness of soul, a wasting of their soul, a leanness of soul. And we see that in our country, Lord, so many with their soul is wasted away. Lord, we face so many problems with with drugs and addictions and alcohol and 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 anger and division. Lord, there's so many problems. We need your healing touch. We pray, Father, that this day you give us leaders who will lead us in the respect and fear and honor of God. We pray, Jesus, that you would be respected in our land. We pray your name would be lifted up. We pray that what you say is good would be honored as good. What you say is evil would be despised as evil. We pray we might have a heart as, as a individuals, as our churches, and as a nation that would honor you. We pray for this. We pray for your hand in our elections. We pray there would be integrity. We pray there would not be cheating. We pray, Father, for the, that uh, the winners of this election, we'd accept and understand that it was a fair election and there would not be the questions like there were in the last one. And we pray for this. We ask these things. Lord, we thank you for your answer prayer. I think of my friend Zach, who's asked for prayer today for his paper and his trombone I, uh, recital. And I pray, Father, that you would bless him, give him your peace. You said, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. So we bring this to you. We thank you for answering Tracy's prayer yesterday. And we ask for it and giving her, giving her a positive answer. We thank you for a prayer answering God. And we give you glory. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, folks, so glad to have you along with us today. You know, we're here every day, so I hope you join us. If you're new, I hope you come back regularly. We come here and we pray every day. We just get in the Word of God. We talk about it, pray about it. That's how our life gets transformed. I hope that you are getting in the Word of God every day. The Word's important. The Word of God is important. You can't be strong without it. It's just like if you don't eat your food, you're not going to have a strong body. If you don't feast on the Word of God, or if you just eat once a week or once a month or when you feel like it, you're not going to be very strong. So I hope you join us here every day. Make a commitment. 
you'll be glad you did. Come here as we talk about the word. I hope you'll subscribe, like the video, leave a comment, share with your friends, and let's build our community. But if you decide to come here and make a commitment, 15 minutes a day, it's not that big of a thing. You can even listen to the podcast later if you want on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. Just search for Tom the Preacher. Or you can watch it at your convenience anytime throughout the day. But if you make a consistent habit to get in the Word, it'll change your life. Don't neglect it. Don't miss the opportunity. You want to be what God wants you to be. That's what I want you to be. And so let's be it. Amen? All right, so until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you. Remember, we trust in Him today. No matter what happens today, we remember that final day when every knee will bow and every tongue confess. So God bless you. I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.